I am happy to say we have Pieta Brown on the phone. So good morning, Pieta. Hey. How are you, Pieta? Are you in Iowa now or Alabama? I'm in Iowa. I wish I was in Alabama right now. <laughs> well, I would I would <laughs> guess so. Now, you are going to be coming here to Mankato, Minnesota. I don't know. Have you been here before? Maybe. Um, <laughs> Maybe. <I don't, laughs> um, you know, not that I remember. I don't. Um, you know, I've played so many places around the Midwest over the years that sometimes, you know, they kind of blur together occasionally. But I don't remember anything significant in Mankato. I'm sure I've been through there. And I have um, my um, very sweet friend and amazing musician, Liz Draper, is located there. um, So that I'm looking forward to seeing it a bit more. Well, that's wonderful. We are excited to have you coming down here. I've been chatting about you being from Iowa. And, of course, that's our our neighboring state that we like to make fun of and, and vice versa, I'm sure. But you uh-huh. were the daughter of uh, two preachers, um, correct, down there uh, in Iowa? Um, actually, actually, two preachers' kids, which is like a whole other layer, oh. right? So they both of so both of my grandfathers were preachers. Ah, and so um, and then so my dad grew up in that, and of course, kind of, I'm sure that was uh, had a lot to do with the music that he started making and playing, and then my mom was also the daughter of a preacher. So I grew up kind of like one step removed from all of that, but it made a really big impact. Well, you know, in reading, there's a little bio about you. It sounds like you grew up almost like Dolly Parton, maybe. You were <laughs> a poor a poor child that says you were brought up in Iowa in rural outposts, no furnace, no running water or TV, which sounds like my parents talked about, but they're a lot older than you are. Right. So would you tell us exactly. a little bit about where in Iowa were, were you and what what's the, the story yeah. of your background? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, um when I was a little kid from, you know, until I was five, um, we had, we lived out in the country. Um, it was about 25 miles out, I think at least a 25 minute drive. I can't quite remember since I wasn't driving then, obviously, (laughs) but, um, outside of Iowa city, Mm -hmm. Iowa. Um, and my dad was, he was, uh, an artist, musician, and um, so they rented this little place. They had no money, and I think there again, since both of my parents were coming from a background of, you know, um, dads who were preachers, uh-huh. um, most preachers don't make a lot of money, you know, and then my dad's um, family was just a very there again a very rural background his dad was from missouri and his mom was from southeastern iowa just very rural and um so that was kind of the the background i'm sure like why they were comfortable in that situation but they rented this little place that had um yeah we had no running water and we used a wood stove for heat and we had an outhouse there was no bathroom so those were my early years (laughs) and then my mom um, and she's still actually a bit like that. My mom was definitely um, very independent-minded, which also influenced me, of course, a lot. But one of the parts of that was that she was really against having a television. Oh. And so um, 
Um, so I grew up with that even when I when I got a little older and I moved down to Alabama with my mom. Well, now, was he, your your dad is Mark Brown? My dad is Greg. I mean, Greg Brown. Greg I'm sorry, Greg Brown. Your dad yes. is is Greg Brown, yes. who all you know we've all known as a folk singer forever. Has he always been yes. a folk singer? Did he like sing in the church because the parents were preachers, or you know, how did he yes. get his start, and how did it influence you? Yeah, so he he definitely um, grew up, like I said, in that in that environment with a lot of music. So his grandparents were um, played a lot of music, and then his mom actually played guitar. So my grandmother played electric guitar in church. Oh wow, cool! <laughs> um, so he grew up around all that. So when I was a kid, we I would go down to southeastern Iowa, and there was often a lot of family jams. Um, not necessarily in the church, right? Actually, not mostly um, at the, by that time. But um, my great-grandfather played the banjo. My great-grandmother played the pump organ. Um, there was a lot of people living out in the country there that were, you know, jamming. And it was just a kind of way that people would socialize then, especially in the rural areas. And that's where a lot of the music that I grew up hearing came from, those kind of places and I, I found out much later actually that um my great grandparents were going down to North Carolina often to jam. So I always associated this kind of um, you know, old timey mountain sound with southeastern Iowa where I grew up and I didn't find out till much later that it was actually <laughs> music that they were bringing up from North Carolina, which is kinda cool. Yeah, that is very cool. Now, you said your mom didn't want you to watch TV or anything like that. Well, she must have thought you having a grandma, I mean, having a grandma that was playing the electric guitar, was that sort of way out there then for her? No, that's what I mean. So she, I mean, I think her, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like she was um, super open-minded in most ways, right? (laughs) And I think that might have even been her kind of aversion to TV. You know, she didn't want me to grow up watching stuff all the time and it really obviously I mean it made a big impact because instead of watching TV I would spend hours playing the piano by as a kid you know things like that Mm -hmm. so I think it came from that place but in a lot of ways he was he was and is um you know very independent minded and very forward-thinking so your dad, as as Greg Brown, was he a musician and that's what he was going to be, or did he do something else and did music on the side? I'm just wondering, you know, in terms of the influence to you. Yeah, no, that was definitely, that was his calling in life, and I think he figured that out as a very young person, and I think it is really hard to make a living that way, as, <laughs> as I have learned, the, you know, and so I think there again that had something to do with the choices that he and that they made early on about you know being willing to live in some kind of more um you know what some people would call radical conditions (laughs) to be able to really give yourself to your vision or your music or your art I bet a lot of people thought he was crazy. I mean, he's living in this rural outpost. You got an outhouse. You got no furnace. You no water. No TV. And so, I mean, that that was not the mainstream, really. So, did did you people... definitely not? I did not grow up in a mainstream situation, <laughs> <laughs> and it was very. Um, but it's all definitely 
part of the music. Yeah, and I, as I've gotten older, you know, and I've realized um, that it was such a, you know, when you're a kid, you just... It is. That's your what world. It, yeah. And it just is what you know. Um, but, yeah, over time, I started to realize, like, what a different um, kind of wavelength I was, <laughs> I was living on than a lot of my friends. You know, and, of course, Obviously, as I got older and I'm going over to people's houses, it's not like I never watched TV, mm-hmm. but it wasn't in my household. Sure. I never, my mom, the entire time that I was growing up, and I lived um, after my parents split up when I was pretty little, you know, I lived a lot of the time as a kid and a teenager with my mom, and, um, you know, and I thank her for that now. At the time, I felt, I felt isolated in certain ways you know by that and there was a lot of even just like mainstream cultural references that I didn't even really understand um at the time um just because of that you know because if everybody's watching a lot of the same things you know it's a kind of common language Mm -hmm. so um but now I you know I thank her for it because one thing that it did do was allow me to really um you know, explore a lot of other realms that I might not have found otherwise. Did your parents ever encourage you or discourage you from music? Obviously living very poorly. Um, did they say, you know what, Pieta, go find something else because this is a hard way of life? Or did they not discourage you? I'm just yeah. curious what they <laughs> kind of said to you. Because I know my dad always discouraged me from becoming a farmer because he said, you know, it's, it's too hard. And so I didn't. But uh-huh. you obviously followed that path. You know, I mean, I followed it in a very winding way. I mean, early on, my mom, um, again, to her credit, um, having been, you know, having been a single mom and having really supported us, meaning herself and me, um, you know, she was very, she was very insistent that I at least try going to college and that, you know, that I have something to fall back on. But she knew from the time I was a kid, really. I mean, she always tells me that I would get up and write in my notebook, like, little poems and stuff before school, even when I was a little, little kid. So I think she sensed, okay, I've got one of these kind of kids <laughs> early on. But, um, but so she was, you know, she was definitely encouraging me to have other channels um, to, to fall back on, which I also thank her for and then my dad you know it was there was a kind of there's a lot of unspoken understanding between us I guess just because I'm seem to be wired internally in a lot of similar ways but um I was super super shy to venture into all of that in terms of performing out in the world just probably because of growing up around my dad and having really high expectations Mm -hmm. because of you know, I'm, I love his music and his artistry. And he's and Greg Brown. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it didn't, you know, and to me, he wasn't that, right? Like, it's a different thing. And when I was a little kid, I was growing up at a time when he wasn't known like that, you know? Sure. Um, so. And, and so um, you, would, you were between Alabama and Iowa, and so... I mean, because I assume you visited your dad some, or were you mostly in Alabama during your formative years? 
Yeah, um, of course I visited him um, usually for a little bit in the summer. And um, and those early years were so, they made such a big impression on me, like all that music with my family and stuff, you know, kind of unspoken impressions that you can't really articulate later even. But, um, but yeah, I spent a lot of my formative years in Alabama with my mom, which... Um, that's where I really started playing piano a lot. And, um, I was writing just, I've always been writing as long as I can remember, honestly. So you mentioned you, did you try college, try other jobs and things for a while? Oh yeah, for sure. I had, um, I had all kinds of jobs, um, all kinds of jobs. And, um, yeah, I did. I, I was in and out of college, um, and, it really wasn't a comfort zone for me, but I did do it. Um, so, and I dropped out, like, I mean, a lot of times, to be honest okay. with you. But um, <laughs> but I did uh, manage eventually to get uh, just a, you know, an undergraduate degree. Um, and I haven't really done that much with it, except it's, you know, have it on hand, kind of, which... Um, and it was a very scattered, like I said, it was in and out in a few different places. So Where do you... I'm glad I did that to honor my mom, you know? Yeah. Um, so. Is your mom still around? Is she still in Alabama? Or... Yep. She's in Iowa now. Oh, she's yeah. in Iowa. So are, are your parents yes. both in Iowa living now? And they, Yeah. Yeah. We all live here. In Iowa City still? <laughs> um, yeah. In and around. Yeah. Do you have plumbing now and a TV? I do. <laughs> I and you know what? And to this day, and I'm not kidding. Um, when the hot water comes out in the bathtub, it's I'm I'm thankful and it makes me happy. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Did your parents start you with? You know, you mentioned piano. Did you learn it on your own, or did they say, "Yo, we're going to have you take lessons, Pieta"? Or how did that come about? Just hanging around, or? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't really remember, except that I know that when I moved into this funny apartment with my mom in Birmingham, um, she rented, you know, you could rent a piano from the music stores at that time. Oh. And I, I remember that she rented a piano for me, and I was playing it enough that I was like, Mom, I think I want to take some piano lessons. So I did for one year, and that's the only... Oh, wow. Um I think, um, well, actually two years, because then when I was a teenager, I did another almost year of piano lessons. And so that's the only formal music education that I have. Because well, I think a lot of it for me was just really that coming through that whole family history thing. Well, you, it's amazing then that you create what you do create then with, you know, the, not a lot of formal training. Do you Have you ever done much music with your dad? Because I'm trying to find a lot of, I don't see a lot of duets or anything that you've done, or maybe I'm just not no. looking. Yeah. No, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I think, um, I think some, and it's hard to, there again, it's hard to understand really being myself and, you know, trying to look it, into all that. But I do, I sense that some of that is because, we're both coming at it from that kind of songwriter place, which is a very, um, you know, that's, it's different than um, being like coming at it as a musician or coming at it as a great, um, 
musician. You know what I mean by that? Like if I was a really, you know, highly trained musician and had grown up really playing with him, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that more of that might have happened. But I think because I grew up in a very different household and I was coming at it through that kind of lifeline thing where you're processing the world through writing songs and responding that way, it's like there's a really similar vein there or something, but it's not... um, you know, it's not as likely to converge, if that makes sense. You know, like, I think if I had ended up growing up in the same household as him or something, more of that might have happened. But instead, it became kind of like a way that we relate to each other more than something that we do together, if that makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, since you're all in Iowa now, would there ever be anything with Pieta Brown and Greg Brown, maybe? Yeah, good question. I mean, I've I've played on a couple of his albums. Like, I've played piano on a couple of songs and sang on a couple of songs. Um, and we definitely, as a family, because um, I have some half-sisters and various family members, um, when we do converge, a lot of times music does happen still, which is a great thing. You will be here next Tuesday at yeah gig on a tuesday i love that yes so much. and you'll be here in the evening at seven thirty here on the campus at minnesota state in the performing arts center what can people expect when you come pieta um well i'm gonna have at least a trio um hmm. we'll see if somebody else ends up joining but um i will sing a lot of songs from over the years i'll have my guitars um sometimes i play piano if there's one there but um and I play banjo sometimes and a little bit of mandolin, but um, I'm really looking forward to playing with Liz Draper, who is a who is an incredible musician um, on the bass, upright bass and electric bass she plays. Um, and she's just a great um, soloist. You know, she can go a lot of directions. And then we'll have drummer Richard Medic, who's mm-hmm. also a very beautiful musician. So... Yeah, well, hopefully we can eat it up in there. Are are these folks your regulars that you play with, or is it because you're more of a solo um, artist, you have other people wherever you go? Yeah, I mean, it kind of moves around a bit. You know, I've, there's definitely, I mean, musical chemistry is such a big deal, and so um, there's a handful of players that I work with a lot, and um, Liz is becoming one of those. Oh. And um, Richard, I've gotten to play with a few times and there again that feels like one of those things that's kind of opening up right now um but there's a lot of musicians out of the twin cities um or a few i should say that i've played with quite a bit over the years and um so yeah it's kind of one of those shifting scenes i think as a songwriter there again that's one of the beauties of it is you know songs can go a lot of different directions and um the music kind of somehow leads the way. Pieta, when you do a show, do you wrap in some of your stories? Obviously, you've got a rich history. You know, a lot of us are from rural areas like you. You're in Iowa. We're in Minnesota. Do you have a lot of talk that you share with folks so they get to kind of know who you are along with playing your music? Yeah, I mean, definitely when the when the scene is like that, you know, for sure. I mean, it's a lot of the songs come from certain stories and so some of them are just you know it's hard to 
a few of the songs, it's hard to even sing them without telling a little bit of the story. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I play a lot of different kinds of rooms. So if I'm in a club where there's a lot of energy and I've got a full band or something, I might not get as deep into some of the stories. But I'm guessing that on Tuesday night that there'll be space for that. And I, I like doing that when it makes sense. Well, that's great because I love I love hearing your stories and getting to know you a little bit. I appreciate the time that you've taken with us, and we look forward to having you down here. And yeah, uh, thanks, Karen. Thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate the support so much. It really it helps us out here. You're on a bit of a tour now, too. I see. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be getting into that for sure. This is sort of the liftoff of the year, mm-hmm. and um, so I thought that was. You know, I'm a hardy Midwesterner, so um, I'd, I'd kind of like the, you know, winter tundra thing. So, um, yeah. Next I'm, I'm Tuesday, really Pieta, next Tuesday, the the forecast is going to be uh, high of nine and, <laughs> and four below. So I'm just telling you. I said that. <laughs> wear your layers. <laughs> like I'm, I know. I told my friend that I was like, oh, great. I'm going to start touring in 2023, and I think the high is one. Yes. <laughs> So, well, thank you so much. You yeah, t- thank you, Karen. Yep, bye bye. Take I care. Hope to see you there. Okay. Yes, bye bye. All right, that is Pieta Brown. She will be here next Tuesday, uh, January 31st, as a part of the per- music performance series here at Minnesota State University and KMSU bringing her as well. We're excited to have her. It sounds like she's going to have Liz Draper, who is another great artist. So uh, go online, get those tickets, or, or call the performance, performing arts center here at minnesota state mnsu.edu